Praise the Lord this morning. Wonderful to be in the house of the Lord. If you have your Bibles, please turn to Psalm 2. You know, have you ever just sat with the Lord, sat back with the Lord and laughed? May it be at that which is taking place, what's going on in the potential, the possibility, the opportunity for miracles. Or perhaps we've been there and the Lord has come with a word of promise. And there we find ourselves sitting with the Lord, laughing the time away. And the cause of the laughter is the very joy of the Lord, knowing that with the Lord all things are possible, and knowing that His word is sure. Knowing nothing is too hard for Him. That regardless of what comes, our world, our life is safe in His hands. Knowing that all things work together, all things work together for good. That the same God that split the sea is with you. The same God that shut the lion's mouths is with you. The same God that calmed the storm is with you. The same God that stood in the fire is with you. The same God who called dead things to life is with you. The God who causes laughter. Psalm 2, verses 1 to 4, Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. Now, we need to laugh with the Lord. In the face of plotting and wickedness, we read scriptures like Psalm 37, verses 10 to 13, For yet a little while, and the wicked shall be no more. Indeed, you will look carefully for his place, but it shall be no more. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The wicked plots against the just and gnashes at him with his teeth. The Lord laughs at him. For he sees that his day is coming. We serve a God that turns mourning. Psalm 30, verse 11, You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. Have you ever just sat back with the Lord and laughed? And what of the downcast? Psalm 42, verse 5, Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise Him for the help of His countenance. We know the Lord. We have the Lord. The very God that turns captivity. I want to just encourage us today. God is on our side. Psalm 126, 1 and 2, when the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. 
Then our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongue was singing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. Oh, for the continuance of a merry heart. What does the Bible say? Proverbs 15, 15, all the days of the afflicted are evil, but he who is of a merry heart has a continual feast. Proverbs 17, 22, a merry heart does good like medicine. Oh, for the outlook of the virtuous. Proverbs 31, 25, reading from the NLT, she is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. These are beautiful scriptures. Can the Lord take us higher today? Isaiah 55, 12, for you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. When's the last time you just sat back with the Lord and laughed the time away? Now notice I said laugh with the Lord, not at the Lord. Genesis 18, beginning at verse 1. Then the Lord appeared to him by the terebinth trees of Mamre, and he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. So he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground and said, My Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servant. Please let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh your hearts. After that, you may pass by. Inasmuch as you have come to your servant, they said, do as you have said. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, quickly, make ready three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd, took a tender and good calf, gave it to a young man, and he hastened to prepare it. So he took butter and milk and the calf, which he had prepared, and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree as they ate. Then they said to him, Where is Sarah, your wife? So he said, Here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in years, advanced in age. And Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I've grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh? Saying, Shall I surely bear a child since I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? 
At the appointed time, I'll return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, no, but she did laugh. An impossible thing, an impossible happening in the natural. And the Lord comes with a word, a promise. The Lord is not a man that he should lie. What a moment, what a visitation, what a word from the Lord, what a promise, what an opportunity to just sit with the Lord and laugh. Even if nobody else hears the laughter, the Lord hears. Reading from the NLT, then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Why did she say, can an old woman like me have a baby? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I'll return about this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. By the Spirit of the Lord, I ask today, is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too difficult, too wonderful for the Lord? Is anything impossible? She laughed, and the laughter did not please the Lord, but his promise to Abraham was sure. Numbers 23, verse 19, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do? Or has he spoken, and he will not make it good? God's not a liar. The Lord needed to work on Sarah. So he did. Cynical laughter. And the Lord replaced it. A rebuke. And a miracle took this unholy laughter out of her. God wants to take the cynical laughter out of his people. God's promise came to fruition. She bore a son and named him Isaac, which means laughter. A woman with a new joy-filled laughter. Listen to the text, Genesis 21, verse 1. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said. And the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. Verse 6, and Sarah said, God has made me laugh. Literally, has made laughter for me. And all who hear will laugh with me. The voice Bible, God has graced me with the gift of laughter. To be sure, everyone who hears my story will laugh with me. We need this great gift of God, the gift of laughter. 
And we need him to come and work the cynical laughter out of us. A rebuke and a miracle took it out of her. The NLT, Sarah declared, God has brought me laughter. You know, the Lord is looking for a people that take him at his word. That believe him. That believe the very thing he says. A people that do not waver in unbelief. That do not laugh or speak unbelief at the word of the Lord. People that trust him fully. He's looking for a people of faith. Can speaking be deemed laughter? Speaking unbelief, doubt in the face of promise, a promise of the Lord, a promise from the Lord, a word. Well, there was a man named Zacharias. We read about him in the book of Luke. You can turn there if you'd like. Luke chapter 1. Beginning at verse 11. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard. And your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. And you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. I love that line. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he lingered so long in the temple. But when he came out, he could not speak to them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned to them and remained speechless. What an opportunity! What a visitation! 
What a word from the Lord. What a promise. You could have just sat back with the messenger of the Lord and laughed the time away. In the Living Bible, Zacharias said to the angel, But this is impossible. The voice, Zacharias, how can I be sure of what you're telling me? I'm an old man and my wife is far past the normal age for women to bear children. This is hard to believe. Messengers sternly, I am Gabriel, the messenger who inhabits God's presence. I was sent here to talk with you and bring you this good news. But because you didn't believe my message, you will not be able to talk not another word, until you experience the fulfillment of my words. You know, the Lord needed to work on the man. So he did. He couldn't speak until the time of the fulfillment. He was held back in speech, unable to talk, unable to utter words. A man... Muted by the Lord. God is looking for a people that take him at his word. Obviously, upon receiving a word, our response matters. I mean, why else put this in the book? A woman laughs, cynical laughter. God needed to work on her. And so a rebuke and a miracle took it out of her. And God gifted her with a new laughter. And this man who spoke unbelief Had a word from the Lord, a promise from the Lord, a sure word. I mean, you say, hey, if Gabriel came and stood, stood by me, I'd laugh the time away with the messenger of the Lord. But we see this man, he spoke unbelief, and it displeased the Lord. And so the man was muted by the Lord. Luke 1, verses 57 to 66. Now Elizabeth's full time came for her to be delivered, and she brought forth a son. When her neighbors and relatives heard how the Lord had shown great mercy to her, they rejoiced with her. So it was on the eighth day that they came to circumcise the child, and they would have called him by the name of his father, Zacharias, his mother answered and said, No, he shall be called John. But they said to her, There is no one among your relatives who is called by this name. So they made signs to his father what he would have him called. And he asked him for a writing tablet and wrote, saying his name is John. So they all marveled. Immediately his mouth was opened, 
and his tongue loosed. And he spoke, praising God. Then fear came on all who dwelt around them, and all these sayings were discussed throughout all the hill country of Judea. And all those who heard him kept them, all those who heard them kept them in their hearts, saying, what kind of child will this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. Now, obviously, as we read, this was not literal laughter, but we see so clearly that the Lord wants to mute the unbelief. He wants to work the unbelief out of us. And something happened to this man muted by the Lord. The Bible says that when the mute was taken off, he began to prophesy. (laughs) Things changed. Pick it up in verse 67. Now his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, who have been since the world began that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham, to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. Oh, to laugh with the Lord. A maid was dead. Matthew chapter 9, verses 23 to 26. And when Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the minstrels and the people making a noise, he said to them, give place. For the maid is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. But when the people were put forth, he went in and took her by the hand, and the maid arose. And the fame hereof went abroad into all that land. You know, I wonder if they ever laughed at the words of Jesus again. The Lord appears to a man and speaks a promise. His wife hears, she laughs. The Lord appears to a man. Gabriel appears. He speaks unbelief and doubt. Jesus shows up. There's a dead body. Give room. Give place. And he speaks a word. He says, the maid is not dead, but sleepeth. He's looking for a people that take him at his word. 
And what was the response? It's almost unbelievable. They laughed him to scorn. Luke 8, 53, they laughed him to scorn knowing that she was dead. Is that the problem? We know too much of the natural? We need to laugh with the Lord. We need him to take the cynical laughter out of us. We need him to mute the unbelief and release prophetic utterance. That we name things right. You say, can I find laughter without a direct word or promise from the Lord? I mean, Sarah, a direct word. Zacharias, a direct word. The people, a direct word. Now, I do believe the Lord, and He comes to us with direct words. For the individual, for the couple, for the family, for the church. He comes and He speaks to us, and He is expecting us to believe Him because He speaks the truth. The wrong type of laughter and unbelieving utterance come when we give heed to the natural rather than the promise of God's Word. Sarah considered the natural, bowed to it, and laughed. Zacharias considered the natural and declared it impossible. The people, they knew she was dead. Well, facts are facts, right? We know too much of the natural. For when the word of the Lord comes, it is truth. And it is in these moments that the Lord would desire to sit with us and laugh. Let faith arise. Oh, that we would take God at His word. That He would work the cynical laughter out of us and replace it with a holy laughter. That we would no longer speak unbelief, but we would speak in line with the word of the Lord. It wouldn't hurt for some to be muted for a season. That God could work on them and change their utterance, change their speech. That when the mute comes off, they praise God. They rejoice in the Lord. They name things right. And they prophesy. You say, well, Sarah received the promise anyways, right? And so too, Zacharias. And the people witnessed a miracle, the raising of a dead girl. You know, the Lord fulfills what He declares. 
He is not a man that he should lie. But let's not allow his graciousness and great faithfulness to keep us laughing at him. I do believe we have promises of the Lord. And all they need is faith. The Bible is the written Word of God. It's all truth. And all His promises are yes and amen. I want to encourage us today to read the Word. Not a biblically, biblically illiterate generation, but a generation that reads the Word. Not just dabbles in it on their phone, you know, the verse of the day pops up and read the Word. The Lord might, you know, give you some promises. Because I know that this Word is pure truth, and I know that this Word delivers rhema. This Word is alive, it is active, and the Lord speaks to us and our situation, delivering to us a now Word. We need to get in the Word. Now, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You know what Charles Spurgeon said? Charles Spurgeon said, I usually find that the greatest doubters are the people who do not read the Bible. I have thumbed my Bible many a year, and I have never yet thumbed a broken promise. Yes, I have often in times of frightful depression of spirit reached down my Bible and within a few minutes been able to leap for joy of soul. You know, it's one of the plots of the enemy. Just take the Bible away. Have people distance themselves from the text, from the promises of the Lord. Are we those who meet the promises of the Lord with cynical laughter? You know, are we prone to unbelief? Ask yourself the question, am I one that, when the Lord speaks to me, I laugh at him. Where I declare it's impossible rather than taking him at his word. Hear these words. How serious is the Lord about our believing him in the face of impossibilities? We find the answer to this question in the story of Zacharias, the father of John the Baptist. Zacharias was visited by an angel who told him that his wife Elizabeth would give birth to his special child. But Zacharias, who was advanced in years, refused to believe it. God's promise alone was not enough for him. Zacharias answered the angel, Whereby, how shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife well stricken in years, Luke 1.18. 
Simply put, Zacharias considered the impossibilities. He was saying, this is impossible. You've got to prove to me how it will happen. It didn't sound reasonable. Zacharias' doubts displeased the Lord. The angel told him, Behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. The message is clear. God expects us to believe him when he speaks. can have the worship team come. You know, this laughter is a gift from God, and it changes life. It causes us to soar. You know, let's not waver at the promises of God through unbelief. Let's not be those that respond in an unholy manner that displeases the Lord, but let's take the Lord at his word. Romans 4, verses 16 to 22, Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him, In the presence of him whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. And therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. Ask the Lord to grace you with the gift of laughter today. Do not waver in unbelief. Proverbs 31, 25, reading from the ESV, she laughs at the time to come. The amplified strength and dignity are her clothing, and her position is strong and secure, and she smiles, she rejoices over the future, knowing that she and her family are prepared. And I read this verse, and I have to say, surely the church is virtuous. A bride laughing with her groom. I hear the words of Job 8, 21. Till he fill thy mouth with laughing and thy lips with rejoicing. Yes, God will yet fill your mouth with laughter, your lips with shouts of joy. You know, the Lord loves to hear the sound of laughter, this type of laughter. What's our response? 
when the Lord speaks a word. When the Lord comes with promise. Pray for a visitation. Pray for a word and the messenger of the Lord shows up. Your prayers have been heard. Here's what's going to take place. How will we respond? You know, perhaps we think this is not a form of laughter. I just want us to hear this scripture. We may not think this is a form of laughing at God. Second Chronicles 36, 16, they made fun of God's messengers, ignoring his words and laughing at them. Until at last the Lord's anger against his people was so great that there was no escape. Hated his words and laughed at his prophets. You know, the Lord sends his word to his people to warn again and again, taking pity on them, to spare them and the temple, to see them rise and to see them blessed. What's our response when we hear the word of the Lord? Perhaps you're here today and you needed a word from the Lord. Perhaps you came in here today and you have a word from the Lord of promise. Just sit with him and laugh the time away. Knowing that what he spoke is true. And it shall come to pass. And if the response has been unholy, ask the Lord, even now, to take the cynical laughter out of you, that you'd never again respond in that manner. To take the unbelief out of you, that you would never again utter disbelief. Can we receive from the Lord today? Jeremiah 33, 11. The sounds of joy and laughter, the joyful voices of bridegrooms and brides will be heard again, along with the joyous songs of people bringing thanksgiving offerings to the Lord. They will sing, Give thanks to the Lord of heaven's armies, for the Lord is good. His faithful love endures forever. For I will restore the prosperity of this land to what it was in the past, says the Lord. I don't know about you, but man, you get in this word, it changes things. You know, you wake up, you know what you're facing in the day, you just sit down. I wake up early in the morning and read the word. You get in the word, you start to read it. And no word of a lie, sometimes I just sit back, I'm all by myself, and I just laugh. I'm like, God, you got this. We got this. God is faithful. Take him at his word. What promises we have. 
You need a promise today? Well, how about you just take Isaiah 58, 11. Maybe that'll be the rhema for someone. And the Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought and make fat thy bones and thou shalt be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. Read the word. Let him speak to you. Let's stand in the house today. Lord, I pray for us as a people that a new spirit, a belief, faith would take hold of us, each and every one of us, no matter our age, no matter how long we've been walking with you. I pray, Lord, that even as a child believes a good father, we would believe you when you speak to us. Lord, even now, work on us. Work in us, oh God. That what flows from our mouths is in line with you. Is in line with you, Lord. God, the promises that are alive in this house, spoken over individuals, family units, Lord, we trust you. You are not a man. You should lie. Your promises are yes and amen. We believe you, Lord. We believe you, Lord. We laugh at the future. Because you are the God of miracles.